We are so excited to be with you. This is the Untitled Film Project podcast, and we are talking about Madam Web, the incredibly anticipated film that uh, involves Cassandra, a New York first responder who finds she must reckon with her past as the spiders in the jungle will inform her future, and she has to protect three young girls. Uh, scores? We're all no, scores. not yet. We can't do scores yet. <laughs> we have a whole lot of scorched earth that we need to take care of before we get to scores. Okay. Uh, and when we're uh, done with scores, we're going to do a uh, big question, and this time uh, we're just going to go personal, okay, and go back into our minds. We want you to do the same. I want to know the first movie you took a date to, and is there a story behind seeing that movie with? A date for the first time in a dark room. That's today's Untitled Film Project Podcast. All right, so Madam Webb, the most highly anticipated movie. Jim, of 20- Jim, Jim. Don't, don't do that to our audience. <laughs> can we just, can we just start was, that, was I too excited? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Can we just start with okay. one thing, though? Sure. Just Let's just gauge where we were at when we heard about this movie. Okay? When I heard about this movie late last year, it was a surprise to me, and the trailer didn't look awful. You kind of knew it was going to be... Wait. You kind of knew it was going to be awful. Okay. Right? But to me, it was like, oh, all right. Like, again, oh, right. It's Mormon time. Okay, so that's where Bradford is. Jim, what, what did I, you think of this when you saw the trailer for the first time? When I saw the trailer, I try not to do any research. I really Agreed. try to try to give every movie yeah. a level playing field going in. Out with the gym. But I was curious. <laughs> so I, I just said, okay, you know what? The only thing I'm going to check on this movie is who wrote this script. Yeah. Okay? So I go in, and I don't even want to mention his name. But... I'll just tell you what his most recent credit is. Morbius! Mm. And I thought, mm. oh God, we're mm. getting Morbius 2 Electric Boogaloo. This is, oh my God, this, yes. So, yeah, that, that was my first reaction of, oh, any, any hopes I had of this being decent are gone. This was a great big steaming pile of hot garbage poop. <laughs> I mean, oh, covered, covered in web, bought at the Dollar Tree. Everything wow. we say, I might even put them on the screen when I produce this episode. There's got to be some sort of web imagery mm. throughout the entire movie. There's glass broken behind, but oh, with strobe lights to give you, you know, yes, a seizure. And then in let's let's face. make sure that you dub over me and my lips don't match the words that are coming out because the ADR in this, this so god. Bad. Awful. I'm getting to that later. It oh makes, my god. I don't know. We're gonna jump around so much. It makes nineteen fifties Godzilla movies oh. translated from another language look amazing. Look like the best ADR yes. you've ever seen. The dialogue recording was just so ADR, wretched. so everybody knows, is automated dialogue replacement. So like if they have to redo audio and try to match it up and it was it happens all the time in movies. It happens yeah. yes, all, all the time. time. Yeah. And it shouldn't have happened anymore in this movie. Uh would have been better if we just couldn't hear him. Yeah, would have been great. <laughs> A horrible villain. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say the people with the most screen time, the biggest stars, were the worst actor on the screen every time they were there. If there was another minor character, it didn't matter because they were a better actor than the leads in this movie. I mean, Mike Epps was great. (laughs) 
18 <laughs> seconds yeah. that he was on film. Hey, I'm just saying. I mean, like, okay, well, here's an easy one, right? Adam Scott playing Ben, her partner in, uh, you know, the, the ambulance. Time out. So they so made, good. Who made, they made absolutely sure that the audience knew was Uncle Ben. They did mention the name Uncle Ben over and over and over. He's just so happy being an uncle. Yes. Uh, like, he was way better than Dakota Johnson. Uh, anytime uh, we have uh, uh, Zosia Mame, I think is that how you say her name? Um, she was in uh, the HBO series Girls, and she was his... Uh, a person, tech person in front of all the screens, giving him all the information. And for three weeks, she sat there. I, she must have worn an adult diaper because she never left those screens because she always had to tell him where, you know, the three girls are in this movie. Or she was going to die. Or she was going to, he was going to kill her. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but like, if she was a way better actress than Ezekiel. I mean, like every time there was a lead character Somebody could have a walk-on part, even just walking by as a pedestrian in New York City. All better actors than the lead. I mean, from the get-go, the very first scene was trash. The writing was awful. The cinematography was awful. It was from the get-go, I started giggling. That's really bad, right? Like, from the opening scene, when the lines are being delivered, she's just trying to ruin this for me, and I'm not going to let that happen. Come on. Yeah, but was, that's the writing. Bad. The that writing was, it is was, terrible. It the was, delivery of it was bad, too. Oh, I'm, everything I'm was bad. I'm not saying it's Oscar Everything worthy, was right? bad. It's, it, start, <laughs> it started bad before they got their hands on the script. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you guys. I'm giving Dakota Johnson the benefit of the doubt because her delivery was monotone throughout. Not yes. a lot of emotion. But I can get there. I can see how that would be a creative choice, given the fact that she grew up in foster care. She, she was she's abandoned. Sc- she's abandoned. Very scared to get she close to saving anybody. people. Yet her job is to save people. Yes. Yes. Is that right? She doesn't know how to right. interact with that girl that gives, or, or boy, maybe who gives her the drawing at the beginning. Right. And, the, and Uncle Ben is like, just take it and throw it away later. She's like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. Like, I can get there to where I'm like, okay. Yes, but like benefit of the doubt. How many Red Bulls do you need to get there? Uh, I don't, dude. I don't. I'm, there's not enough Red Bull. Like the, in, the emotional the scene of the reunion between her and her mom in like the web, phantasmic blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, that, right. Time it machine. Was not bad. It's not good, but it's it's definitely like okay, you're trying right here. I, I would say it's only good because compared to the rest of the movie, it was so, so bad. Maybe so. Like compared to any other movie. <laughs> That would be a forgettable throwaway scene. It still is forgettable. Don't get okay. me wrong. I'm simply saying that I Gover's can, trying. I can give really her trying. the benefit of the doubt because I can see how that would be a creative choice. <laughs> but speaking of Dakota Johnson, she's been warning us the entire press tour. Mm. She's been warning us all along that this was a piece of garbage. Like for, she was Have basically you, her character of yeah. just non-committal, no emotion, nothing in these interviews, and even just throwing these little side things when she was asked. So did you? Did you bond with any of the the three girls or anything? Well, they they bonded together, and then there was me. Like the whole time. So she was like her character. She was like her character. She she signed the contract, maybe but, thinking she was being part of the MCU or she, something. She regretted it, which and wouldn't be the first time that's I mean, happened. She, fi- by the she way. fired her talent agency, right? Right after the first right after. preview came out. Yeah, gone. First trailer. <laughs> yeah, did fired. she really? Yes. yes, she did. The timing gone. is that tells the you so much. Biggest she, statement. That is not coincidental. So much right there. She's been warning us the entire, even her entire press tour just been, yeah, it's a movie I'm in. You know what? (laughs) You know what? uh, I kept seeing every time 
Dakota Johnson would do some press for this because I was purposely not listening, right? Because I'm trying to stay, yes. like I want to go in fresh. Yes. So I would see her in the chair, like a director's chair being interviewed by somebody. And so I'm not listening, but I'm picturing that meme of where they slowly zoom in on Ben Affleck and... <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> you know, the, the sounds of silence it starts playing in the background. She just looks like, I don't care if somebody rescues me from this situation or you just kill me now. I want this to be over. Like this should have been a reverse Nepo baby. Yeah. It's like, hey, we like you. You probably shouldn't do this. Right. That's what, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was so rough. It was so rough. Like the audience that I was in there, maybe 12 people. And it was just dead the entire time. Any little bit of humor, no reaction. Lost. The only laughs were in parts that weren't supposed to get laughs. I'm going to break down just a few things of just inconsistencies. Let's, okay. get, let's get this over with. Okay, okay. <laughs> so she steals a cab, right? Then yes. when she gets to the house and she goes, oh, no, I'm going to steal an ambulance instead. Right. Yeah. Is that just to set up the shock moment? That's going to happen? I don't know. Yes. Either way. Yes, dumb. it is. Yes. Right, absolutely dumb. Then these girls, of course, we know what's going to happen. They're going to venture out. Of course. When mm -hmm. they're not supposed to. Right. But, but why is it on the table? Yeah. Uh, at a diner. Yeah, at a diner. And nobody and from the stopping diner them. stopping them Which, and stepping in? Right. There's that. Mm -hmm. There's zero food or silverware on that table, by the way. With a bunch of high school boys. Right. right? There's no food. And two of the characters specifically didn't want to do it. Yeah, and they're dancing. Right, right. Awkwardly, like very awkwardly, because the table is extremely small, and all three of them are dancing. But you uh, have to give Madam Webb the clairvoyant credit for knowing that back in 2003, Toxic would be a big song and that people would want to dance on tables too. Okay. Does that make any sense? No, but neither does this movie. No. It's, I would, I would and, and then, and then, okay, at, at the end, the fireball in the water hits her in the side of the face. And then all of a sudden, her she's fully blind, but she can see more clearly now, and she doesn't have the use for legs? Oh, well, that was necessary to turn her into Dr. Xavier. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, how many times <laughs> how does she fall? How dare you speak about Dr. X? She's a first responder. How many times does she fall into water and she can't swim? Uh, over and over and over. Oh, so bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, you know, Gover, you haven't uh, lobbed any grenades at this movie in a couple of seconds, so you fire away. For your scores? Uh, well, I was saving one. I was saving one for my score for sure. But the one I will say, thank you for your invite, is to say that Ezekiel is probably the worst superhero villain in recent memory. Pretty bad. I can't speak to like the old Flash Gordons and like you know things. I can't speak to that. But modern superhero movies, yeah, kind of thing, right? It's pretty rough. And there's some bad ones. Dark Elves come to mind. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, Ronan. Uh, I'm not picking on Thor movies here. I'm just saying like. But, oh yeah, you could even say uh, uh, evil Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yep. Uh, way worse than that. Yeah the 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 Venom. Uh, oh. Uh, not Topher not, Grace. Yeah, thank you. Thank yes. you very much. The Topher Grace Venom. There's, yeah. there's a lot of bad ones with some bad writing. This one's bad because not only was the writing bad, but the portrayal was awful. And I'm pretty sure, I wrote this on the untitledfilmprojectpod.com, by the way. I'm pretty sure 95% of his lines, other than the bedroom scene, which is all, also awful. Yes. 95% of the lines other than that were, you couldn't see his lips move. Right. Right. So that means that either... He, his accent was too strong, and they needed to redub. Or it means that he his they wanted to redub lines that he had said, so they're rewrites. Or, or 
the way this movie is gone, the amateur hour of the film, the production part of it and all that, yes. I think maybe their mics weren't working. <laughs> on set. I think that just the, the audio guys were dropping the ball and they were like, hey, yeah. you got to come in and revoice these lines, dude. Nobody we got should. the visuals. Visuals are fine. We need you to come <clears throat> voice these lines. Uh, hello, uh, Sony. Yeah, we, we effed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We didn't check any of the footage right. until the movie was done and we're going to need all the audio. Yeah, we, we found the guys on Craigslist. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a good value. It was, it was a, good, a great yeah. value. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they were eager to work on the movie. Yeah. This... The, speaking of like amateur hour stuff, and this is my last point I'll make because this is uh, just ridiculous. The end of the movie, the la- like, again, we've talked about this. None of the writing is great. Okay. It's yeah. not even good, it's honestly. Not, not good. It's average at best. It's trash. Yeah. Well, at, at best, it's average. It's so, trash. At best, it peaks at average. It's dung. So at the end, the last 15, 20 minutes. I'm working to throw up back into my. <laughs> the last 15 to 20 minutes are, are like a middle schooler won a contest to write on a superhero movie and that's what they and that's the section they gave him. It was so comically horrible. Sure. And it wasn't again great before, but it was like, oh, this is noticeably different. So either it's rewrites and this is what they came up with, or it really was another level of just it was so go over, bad. go over. That's offensive to middle schoolers. I don't well, care. It, it is. My son's <laughs> in middle school. And that middle schooler their parent works at Pepsi. I mean, remember a child was able to animate an entire scene in Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Children could do better than this. And they need to get that kid. Yeah. They can do that, much, really. Children can do much, much better than this piece of trash. Yeah. Right. Uh, that whole scene, uh, you know, the, the climactic scene of, okay, we, we know she's going to kill the bad guy, Ezekiel. Uh, you know, she calls for the chopper, okay? Mm-hmm. Kind of actually made sense. She would know what to say into the mic because she's a first responder. But when the chopper comes, all they ever do is to get on the chopper is climb a 100 foot tall Pepsi Cola neon sign made of girders that is a foot wide. And like the guy in the helicopter said, I can come get you if you'll just stand on the O of Pepsi Cola, a delicious beverage. I, it was just awful. So in these scenes, one, we have that fireworks factory, that warehouse building, right? We right. have the diner that has been completely trashed with a car that has run through it. Since when do these scenes get abandoned and are not even security guarded or have yeah. tape or anything? Like both of these buildings, we're talking about a highly explosive building. And you're telling me in New York City that there's not one police officer on duty just saying, you know what, stand guard. Nothing, nothing. And then a Yellow diner tape. that just, just, just had a car drive into it and, and, and it's abandoned? Yeah, I know. But let's not talk about how she returns to the scene of the crime like it's nobody's bit. Like, right. like, oh, they won't notice the same taxi I'm driving that hit, no. the, hit the diner. Right. Are you all. kidding me? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because what we're not talking about is the true superhero, oh, which is yellow tape. Yellow police caution tape. One strip. One strip is all you need. That's all it is. Because it's done with a budget and we're financially conscious over here at Sony. But that's all you need because it's so powerful. No one will come back to a place that has one piece of yellow tape. They spent all their budget on the guy that lied about ADR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can do ADR. Yeah, sure. Oh, right. right. I'm sorry. We're going to have to use a little less tape, but we, I think this guy's ah, good. $5 million. If we Worth sacrifice it. the tape, Worth it. we can pay you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get to scores on Madam Web. We've, we've 
thrown out a lot of really delicious burns on this movie, but how does it translate to numbers? Please leave a comment below, by the way, right now, while you're thinking about it, if you saw this movie, which you should have because you're listening to us, or maybe you just want to rail on it. I don't know. Yeah, just, but uh, just leave a comment below what your favorite part was of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's uh, let's start with Bradford because you're just chomping at the bit. You you just came into this studio just like, I, can't, I want to do scores right now. So you know how Morbius had a little bit of a hate-watching bump? Yes. And then a fake hate watching bump that they re-released it and it was comically bad in that re-release of Morbius. Yeah. This doesn't deserve to even to be hate watched. Like it just, it doesn't deserve the box office money. You've got to send a message (laughs) with the box office with this. It doesn't deserve your time. It doesn't deserve your attention. It doesn't deserve to be released. It, for me to say that it should have been straight to VHS is still offensive to VHS. (laughs) This movie is so bad that I'm thinking in terms of like Catwoman. Mm. Howard the Duck yeah. type of, of that, that's, what, that's what you can put together with this. It is truly awful. I'm sad that it wasted my time because I didn't even laugh. I was not even entertained enough to make it feel like, oh, you know what? This is so bad that it's entertaining. No, there's plenty of movies that are so bad that they're good or at yes. least entertaining that make you laugh, that make you want to do something. No, this made me want to just gouge my eyes out. <laughs> the cinematography with all the flashes that were unnecessary actually gave me a headache. This film gave me a headache, not just with the ADR being awful and where I'm thinking, oh, you know what? If I turn the TV off and back on again, maybe it'll resync. Right. That's that's the visions that I had. This is Jeff Goldblum walking up to the Triceratops piece of poop. And this is one big pile of one. A one. That is a historic figure in the scoring for the Untitled Film Project podcast. Especially for me. Especially for you. you very generous sometimes, sometimes to a fault. But if I can piggyback <laughs> onto your one, because I actually have something to say about how you described getting to your score. I actually went to go see this movie with my daughter and her fiance, who went to hate watch it after seeing all the TikTok videos of people coming out of the theater and ripping it to shreds. And they're like, oh, I mean, because I am with them. I see the value in seeing a movie that's so bad it's good. It disappointed in that way. It disappointed in wanting a good movie, a quality film. It, uh, I can't even say that it like, based its material on the Spider-Man IP, the one thing that's just made me want to have explosive diarrhea was when there she gets she's getting her her these are the powers you have talk by the uh, spider people in Peru right and I, I think it was this scene where they just flipped the most famous line in Spider-Man history and inverted the sentence so he says when you take responsibility you will get great power all they did was flip with great power comes responsibility like how can you even write that and not have a first grade teacher say you ripped that off or that's from ai and you get a an f they thought they were being clever they did think they were being clever and, and there's that's nothing the problem. nothing worse than somebody who thinks they're being clever and entertaining and they're not but i also don't think it was the worst movie in the world i'm just going to say i'm just going to want you to ponder this if this movie came out 
in, say, 1997, before the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which was kind of like an early thing. Like, Careful, Jim. We might have been saying, oh, wow, some of the things they did in that movie were amazing. It didn't come out then, right? It, we've seen 400 movies that did it better since then. So, like, it, maybe it would have worked 30 years ago. It does not work now. It's not entertaining as a regular watch. It's not entertaining as a hate watch. I'm going to give Madam Web a four. Mm. A generous four. Four? Yeah. A four? What what kind of web did you walk into? It was just, it it inspired not even hate. I I was just so, yeah, I was so apathetic while watching the movie that, I don't know, four just seems like an apathetic Did number. Pepsi pay you off to give him that? No, that scene was awful. And how many of us knew? The answer is all of us, that one of the letters was going to kill the villain. One of the letters was going to fall and impale or crush the villain. And guess what? Spoiler alert, it was the pee. <laughs> and that's what this movie smelled like, pee. Yeah, after asparagus. Yeah. Go over. Wow, okay, well... uh <laughs> I'm going to go this route. I'm going to build off of what Bradford said. You know the old shock jock philosophy of like, uh, <laughs> who cares if people agree with me or even like me? They're right. listening, and that's all that matters because listens turned into ratings. Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So and we're typically, there's not a lot of integrity in the job when you do that. No, you lose all integrity. Right. But you're still making money because right. you get ratings and all that. Right? This is Sony's philosophy when it comes to their Sony Spider-Verse. Okay, any live action Spider Verse movie, Venom itself, the first Venom was actually pretty damn fun. It's fun. I liked it's a Venom. Decent movie. Is it a great movie? No, but it's it was worth the time. I've watched it a couple times when it comes on. I like it. Hardy's great. I, I, I thought it was fun. Okay, a lot of there's some cool quips in there. Okay, ever since then, Venom two, Morbius, Madam Web have been complete cash grabs. By the by the by Sony, and the problem here is people keep going to watch them. Morbius, as Bradford mentioned earlier, their budget was eighty million dollars to make that. They made they cleared one sixty five. That's one hundred sixty five million for Morbius. That's terrible. This is the problem, you guys. I get that if you're going to hate watch, that's a good time with your friends. I totally understand that. Okay, here's the problem: you're encouraging Sony to make more trash. Right. That's why Madam Web, I don't know what the numbers are, and I don't care. What, my, what I'm saying is, don't go see this movie if you haven't already. Don't give it the time of day. Don't watch it on streaming later when it comes out. Don't give them any kind of validation. Please let them hear your absence at the theater in these movies, because we're going to mm-hmm. be Craven the Hunter later this year, which I was actually somewhat excited about, because I don't know anything about the character. And now I'm like, oh, God, it's in this it's in there, so it's going to be... They're gonna now, I'm already up. judging it, and that's a bad place to be. <laughs> and then there's Venom 3, which, again, I yeah. enjoy Venom. All that being said, it's still better than Aquaman 2 3.0. Dang. Wow. You thought this was better than Aquaman yes. 2? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, my score indicates that. But, but I think it might be just based on the fact that it wasn't 100% CGI. It might <laughs> even be that. It might even be down to that level so, of, like, look, because we yeah. all like Momoa. Right, but the writing was terrible. The villain was terrible. The things didn't make sense. It's it, the, it the off-screen stuff, yeah, and they tried to rewrite awful. the movie around it. But this one, when I left the theater, it wasn't a waste of my time. 
it was in retrospect, but in the theater itself, when I was leaving, I was like, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But then as I started to think about what was bad about it, that score kept getting lower and lower and lower it added because up. it was the big things. It was the villain. You don't screw up the villain. It was the writing. That's a foundational piece of any movie. It was all of these things the that were big. It wasn't me nitpicking anything. It was the fact that these things that were wrong with it were really wrong, and they're massive pieces. So just to toss it out, yep. apparently Madden Web cost $80 million to make. Yeah. It opened with twenty-five. No. Which is still higher than I thought it was. Okay, but that that's 25 pretty, is a holiday weekend, so... That's pretty low, it's, and Bob Marley just completely washed it away. It did. Yes. It did. So, As it should, by the r- way. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a poor opening, and even hate-watching is not going to give this enough. Morbius, there was some weird meme factor with Morbius that had more teeth. Yes. Than, than Madam Webb, I think, will have. I agree with Thankfully. that. Thankfully. I agree with that. Thankfully. I like, agree with that. 100% obviously agree with you. Don't go watch it. This is not even worth a hate watch. No. Morbius had factors to it that were worth a hate watch because you could laugh at the badness. Right. More than this. This was frustratingly bad for me. I agree with yeah. that. Sure. So. Okay, let's do the Untitled Film Project podcast big question for this week. I want to dig into the personal lives of the people on this show. And those listening. Gover Bradford and myself, Jim. And, uh, we, and we want yours. We definitely want to hear your stories because I know these are going to be funny. I want to know about the first movie that you took a date to and what happened. What was the movie and how did it go? And, you know, was there anything funny that went along with it? I can go first because I had, I'm going a little bit left of center here. Uh, I didn't take a date to see it. They okay. took me to their house to see it in a party. Uh, oh, it, was, it was a little bit. Okay. It, was, it was after prom party. All right. So we went to the prom and then we went back to and I was just so over the moon. Was this some Betamax and chill? No. <laughs> Close. VHS and chill. The, laser the, disc and chill. The, the, yeah, which was laser disc. The, it was, it was a, we went to prom, and then we all went back to her place. Like all There's like eight of us that went back. All the couples went back. And we watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, not Mac and me? I had never seen it. <laughs> really? I had never seen it before. Okay. And I was just so over the moon to be with her right at the time that I, it could have been Madam Webb, and I would have been thrilled. Right. So, We've watched Monty Python, Holy Grail. It's amazing. It's awesome. But this whole time, I've written her a note back when you would actually write stuff. Yes. I wrote her a letter, put it in an envelope, gave it to her after prom, and said, you know, basically, you be my girlfriend in a very, very flowery way. Okay. Yeah. But it was sitting upstairs in her room the entire time she hadn't opened it yet because so we're oh, no. so this whole time we're oh. watching this movie and I'm, I'm laughing my tail off it's so funny again never seen it it's so interesting everyone else is having a good time but all i can think about at least over here about 33 percent of the time is is this going to be my last good moment with her am i going to scare her off is it going to be the and then oh. the next day she called she called and said yes i'd love to be and it was great but, but monty python the holy grail is it was she was brought me to it in a sense that's my story Oh, that's a great story. Oh, I know. I, I didn't, oh, I didn't think I was going to get a motive here. <laughs> He's not dead yet. <laughs> wow, that was good. I'm getting better. I like happy ending. That's good. She definitely didn't turn him into a newt. That's true. No. And he did you weigh more than a duck? No, but I, okay. I was I, the knights of Saint Neat. Okay. <laughs> Bradford. Uh, Tell us, do you remember okay. the time you took somebody to a movie for the first time? I think I remember, I believe it was middle school. 
Okay. So 1997, middle school for me, Titanic. Oh, this is not the first. Wow. This would not be the first viewing of it. Okay, just okay, saying, okay, saying that okay. out there. So this was obviously middle school. It was summertime at this time when we might have been even a re-release. But I remember we were two of the only people in the theater, mm. and it was interesting because we were already friends. And I don't know if it was actually a date date because it's middle school. It's hard to define yeah, things yeah, yeah. in yeah, middle school, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're holding hands the whole time. It's a date then. It, it, it definitely was a yeah. date. So much that our palms were sweaty. Such a date. Such such a date. Knees weak, palms are sweaty. My knees were pretty weak. But there's spaghetti at the concession stand? There's no spaghetti, only popcorn. But what was interesting is because it was middle school, I didn't know how to close. <laughs> I didn't know what to, so like, right? that was it. Saw Titanic, well, held hands and everything. Just went back to being friends at school. And oh, that, really? That's it. And that was a long move. Never never addressed it or talked about it or anything. It wow. was so weird. I, that sticks in my mind. So I'm like... What 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 should I have said? What did it? Yeah, I I never had my first girlfriend until I was in my twenties. Okay, okay. So like I only had friends. So this that were haunted women. you for a while. I would. Think. It did, but I only had friends that were women. I never had girlfriends. Yeah, I, 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 had, I, had, I had a lot of friends. With friends sure. that were girls. Yeah, for sure. Same. Here. Obviously, had plenty of crushes and everything like that, but never that ever came of it because I didn't know how to be that guy mm-hmm. uh, and they all like uh, even then never had those conversations didn't even know how to close and i mean it was titanic and everything so i was just focused on my palms really sweaty but i don't want to let go and that was it and then right. else came of it. you wanted to hold that moment yep like you held her hand yep wow yeah, but that's I'm happy now, sweet. and it looks like she's happy now too so that's oh, well that's good uh, yeah. can i ask what have you, did you how how soon after did you tell her Story. Or is she finding out now? She's probably finding out now if she even listens to that. Really? Oh gosh. I don't know. All right. Middle school, man. I don't. Oh, wait, what if? Well, no, but if, if you guys are friends still, I would imagine it would come up at I some mean, point. No, it never came up. Wow. Okay. Up. Well, hey, breaking news here on the Untitled Film Project podcast. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> well, if he never be closed, he never would have revealed it. So it makes sense. Uh, I'm happy know. now. I'm okay. great. Well, of course you You're are. Alex is awesome. Yeah. Yes. I think she's doing fine, too. Okay. So. All right. Nobody expects the middle school crush to, Nobody uh, expects to be their life right. partner forever. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Well, you know. My movie was so forgettable that I remembered the song that came from the movie because the song was a hit, but the movie was not. And so the song was Phil Collins' Against All Odds. Okay, so okay. Phil Collins' okay. solo song. It was it was a big pop song at the time. And I'm like, yeah, but what movie did I take her to? And I couldn't remember. So I had to look it up. It's called Against All Odds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I knew the title all the time. I didn't know I knew the title. And uh, I went to the movie. It was like a Saturday, you know, matinee. So there was a lot of people in the theater, even for a movie that didn't do that well. Uh, but I do remember being scared to death while watching this movie, trying to even like even maybe put my arm around somebody oh. because... She was not allowed to date. So she had to lie and say she was going with her friends somewhere else while I took her to the movies. So, yeah, I thought it was a great idea because I really liked her. I thought she was really pretty and she was nice. But I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I was scared to death. I was like, oh, if they find out. All I could think of is they find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> scandalous. It was scandalous for a very, very young couple. Wow. Well, what is your memory? What is the first movie you saw with somebody, first date movie, or maybe in, in like in my case, where they brought you to something or they brought you over to the house to watch something? Yeah. We want to know about it. 
Yeah, please let us know in the comments. Uh, you can send it to us on every form of media. Uh, at Untitled Film Project Pod is our website. Thank you for joining us. He is Jeremy Gover. He is Justin Bradford. I am Jim Chandler. And we all hated Madam Webb. We hated Madam Webb. I hated it the most. Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project Podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett.